0: to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 75. So, when last we left Caelan, uh, you had gone up and rumbled the army with cunning and magic and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Snuck in and rescued the um noble daughters.
0: And with only 16 different spell levels worth of effects them. on you. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's almost like Tiger Lord Barbarians weren't prepared for um. rum. Opponents of tenth level magic
0: had rescued.
1: Only a tenth level bard magic
0: had rescued the nobles' daughters. Um, they are pretty much um, all their first daughters, except in the case of um, Thimblebob Numesti. because they
1: couldn't. because
0: they couldn't get the first daughter. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you brought them back to Elks Rest, gave them extremely important changes in clothes. Yeah. Uh, and then you and michaela we, we finished out on you and yep, truck them back to portre lived didn't yes
1: you? and um smuggled them into um with the, smuggled them into Lillian's um brothel yep which is probably a part that um, is hopefully going to get lost over in scVs
0: um yep and, and told them to sort it out as to how they were going to redistribute them to the yeah basically um
1: Kaelin delegated Tyrion to do the reaching out to the nobles and um, Lillian to do the actually smuggling the girls yep. bit and yep. that theoretically plays to their respective strengths and they clearly can't get anything done without bickering too much about it
0: and uh, Terrian will ask you if you wanted to know to the, to the fathers and families that he's returning them to effectively that they were rescued by King Caelan of Stagthorn oh yes <laughs> that will make uh, that will make a strong effort in undermining of support amongst the nobility
1: yes that is that is one of the reasons why I did it certainly not the only reason but one of the reasons yep okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm keeping this generally quiet in the sense that we're not publicly announcing it on the streets because the conception is the nobles are the nobles are supposed to keep the girls very quiet so that the Tiger lords don't <coughs> sort of come back and try abducting yep. them again. Yep. But um, for those nobles specifically, and you know any nobles they happen to talk to in a very quiet manner under the table, I'm happy for it to be nice.
0: Yep, all good. Yes. Okay, so you uh, grew and
1: in... that was basically the end of that month. At which point I'm. Trucking back to Elsrest.
0: Yep. Yeah. But on the way to trucking back to Elsrest, uh, ah, yeah, yep, with Michaela. Yes. As you move through the streets of Fort Drelev, you get the Dragon Age map and the Black Skull appearing on the city, and then zooming back in again. Mm-hmm. Um, as you and Michaela are leaving the Velvet Corner, having divested yourself of your uh, your harem girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: uh, this is the best thing we've ever done for our cover. We totally sold some harem girls to, to, to a brothel. This is exactly the kind of thing that catty-fishing merchants would do.
0: You, get, you hear from behind you, hoy, You! Stop! And looking round, there is a group of four of Drelev's guards there. Um, all of them are wearing a variety of mercenary colours. It's literally three different mercenary groups amongst the four people. One of them is wearing what Caleb clearly recognises as sergeant's arms. You know, epithets and that sort of thing. Um, They're they're more of Draylev's guards that have come from assorted mercenary armies as opposed to the ones that are here long term. (coughs) And Um, you you stop. stop or sprint on or whatever. And he comes sauntering up to you, looks the two of you up and down, and A little bird told me you just went into there with some girls. Five girls to be specific. Very interesting that. Now, you see, it just so happens, these attacks on bringing in female labourers into the city, you see. Because of how they should be about their childbearing like.
1: I see. Um, so this is Calum trying to put on his Catapishy yeah, accent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm?
1: yeah, How much is this tax? Well,
0: unfortunately, paid in advance, it wouldn't have been too bad. But now you've been caught, I'm afraid it's off to the neck for you. That's jail, Catapishy. Well, unless you can afford to pay the fine... And you this guy is not exactly bad. subtle. You can see him looking you up and down at the cut of your robes and that sort of thing and trying to work out where he can hit you that you'll pay it without making too much of a fuss, but not so little that you'll just flick him a coin and call it a day.
1: Well, you you understand. Um I would um of course not wish to Pete's such a fine officer as yourself about your duties, but business has been very poor of late.
0: He sort of looks around at the vaguely empty streets of the town and chuckles slightly. Yeah, I can see that.
1: I, I... If there was something we could work out that it would not bankrupt a poor merchant and prevent him from coming again to this fine town and bringing in business as your good King Dreliv so ardently desires.
0: Well, tell you what, I don't want to impede you about your mercantile business, like so you pay the fine to me here. I'll pay a little to my boys here to ensure that they get the appropriate signatures on the thumbs and that kind of thing. Forms. Forms and that kind of thing. (laughs) And then we'll call that a day. I think that sort of fine comes to uh, about 25 gold, plus, you know, two extra for each of the boys. So that would be 30 total. 31. 31
1: total. Good, sir. Would you bankrupt my poor, starving children? I could perhaps pay 15 and, and one gold apiece for each of your men. But more than that would send me to the poorhouse, sir. Well, At which point I might as well go to the jail. Well, I'm, I'm playing a catfishing yeah, merchant yeah. here. You don't accept the first offer.
0: Well, that's deeply unfortunate, then, because there's only two ways it works in Fort DreLev. You pay Musk Bell Drago the fine, <laughs> or you end up in jail. One of the two. It's your choice, copper.
1: Is there no give, no mercy in the streets of Fort Dralev? I want to um, actually roll a diplomacy yep. check here yep. to, um, not less because I'm, um,
0: desperately attached to your 31 girl. A
1: bit more because I'm, what I'm endeavouring to do here is make this difficult enough that we're not, like, those cataphysi merchants have lots of money yep. and will let you totally shake them down. Uh, that's a 27. Okay. So this is kind of a, um, you know, like, among other things, Caleb is raising his voice a bit, just to sort of, you know, <laughs> see if this is the transaction this guy really wants to go down as...
0: <coughs> and you get a sense motive check here as well. Yep. Muscabelle's right. Sixteen.
1: Okay.
0: So, you wheedle and plead to him and etc. etc. and he sort of leans back and... Um, Seems quite satisfied to start with, and then increasingly bored, and then moving towards kind of annoyed. Yeah. Um. He's he's not going to budge on the size of his fine. You think because there's only a certain point where it's actually worth it to him. Theoretically, you, Kalen can pretty transparently see this is just a shakedown. You know, yeah. There's obviously no such law. Um. The guy is just shaking you down for cash. But he seems very... um He seems reasonably secure in his position. Right, Like, yep. if you flip him off sufficiently, he'll just throw you in jail and won't really blink at it. it. That said, he's not prepared to fight forever for his 31 gold, which suggests that there is at least some sort of censure somewhere in here, i.e., you know, if he charged you 5,000 gold, then you'd probably start screaming and kicking and drawing down attention on him and that sort of thing. Um, however, what you're managing to do is sort of annoy him, not in the way where he's going to slap you off to jail, but in the way where he's, where he's going to go, okay, okay, okay. When I get the money out of this, this is probably going to do it for a while. You know, we're not going to turn around in the next alley and then shake you down for the walking away from a guard too quickly tax. All right, so
1: having picked this up, Cameron lets his protestations trail off into sort of feeble whines and reaches for his purse and sort of slowly and regretfully counts out the 31. This is a special purse that doesn't have very much money in it. Um, It, you know, counts out the 31 gold,
0: And he will hand you a piece of paper that literally just... He gets out a piece of paper and writes on it, fine, received, and gives it to you. With no evidence of how much he's taken or what it's for. Yeah, Kellen will
1: will add 31 gold and then tuck it away in his purse.
0: All right, get on your way. And next time, if you bring any more of your, uh, your female companions in... You wanna remember this sort of tax can be avoided by bringing them to the guard for inspection, like if you a big little toothy layer.
1: <laughs> Understood. Thank you for um thank you for alerting a poor m- merchant of this um of this um fine that I had regretfully neglected to pay.
0: Uh, it's it's also very clear that well he's kind of, you know, ah, I heard five girls went this way. He's absolutely not prepared to violate the Velvet Corner's sovereignty to get at them.
1: Sweet. So he's waited until we've gotten outslided far enough down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yes. Because yeah, so.
0: Lillian has her own defences against this sort of profession. Mm-hmm.
1: Caitlin, um, pays 31 gold without uh, really letting on. that The yeah, personal yeah. net worth is um, 30 times that.
0: Yeah. From, from what you have in your catapeshi money belt that's like 50 gold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's one of these things. If he knew, he ha- if you knew you had the resources of a 10th level character, he'd shake you down for a lot more. On the other hand, he probably wouldn't shake you down, period, Yeah. at the point where he demands 20,000 gold or go to jail, you'd chop him into bits all over the road and yeah. call it a day.
1: But you know, the thing is, you know, <laughs> I really can't afford to have my cover going, so at the point where he's asking me for a change, I'm perfectly happy to... You know, I would have been perfectly happy to just give it to him. Except for the part where that says, any time you stop me and ask for money, I'll just give it to you. Kind of says, stop me on every street corner. Yeah. And Plus, you know, a real catapulting merchant wouldn't just give it, uh, give it away that easily.
0: Based on what you know of, um, like what their mercenary pay rates be and that sort of thing, um, draylev you're told, is paying them quite well, relatively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that total might be two days wages for these guys yeah which is not bad considering it took them 15 minutes to shake you down yeah and most of that was you whinging and protesting. Yeah, but,
1: you know, it's, it's not, I'm not an easy mark. I'm annoying yeah. to deal with merchants. So you, you'd, you They sus- should shake someone else down unless they're really you'd, you'd
0: suspect they're making a healthy side mark up from this, which is probably terrible for the city's economy in the yeah. long run, but what do they care?
1: Yeah, on the other hand, um, <coughs> it's always possible visiting the guard tower and uh, reaching some sort of arrangement might mean I, I stopped getting these random street, street shakedowns and just yeah. had to pay the guard some. But in a city that's disorganized, I think i prefer to just run the risk of random shakedowns. Fair enough. Okay.
0: And that's it. No one stops you leaving town. Sweet. Once you've paid the leaving town tax. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um off you go.
1: But I imagine that one is an actual f- formally documented tax that exists as opposed to this um female laborer's bullshit tax. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Alright. Yeah, they should be in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant like <laughs>
1: Uh And then, um, we return to Altruist. This time with no more challenges.
0: This time with no more challenges.
1: Sweet. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I've been in and out of Dreliv three times. It was about time for a random Dreliv encounter.
0: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. Altruist. Yes. You're there. You're clear. You don't want any more bears.
1: Uh I'm there. I'm clear. And that's pretty much the end of Forrest.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. It becomes... Gozer- the month of Gozerum. And what do you want to do with it? Do you want to do a kingdom turn and then go out and about and do things? Correct. Okay. Then you may have your kingdom turn whenever your heart desires it.
1: More stability. More stability. Uh, that was poor. Um, that's too poor.
0: Oh, I failed by one. You gain one unrest. Yep. The war with Drelia has gone on without resolution and people are complaining.
1: Yep.
0: Not to mention they here, there's a thousand title of barbarians out there somewhere. Yeah,
1: yeah. a big army no mistake Okay. Uh, your
0: consumption yes yep eat magic
1: items magic items I have
0: let's see prepare for thrilling I have one slot free it is a potion of neutralized poison Wow. Sure you the next one is even more exciting.
1: Well, I will clear the heavy steel shield that's been floating around. Is anyone desirous of a potion of neutralized poison? I kind of imagine no. not, no. Cool. Then we've got the the movable rod which is very expensive, but does abuse Kale and decided about, and the potion of non-detection, likewise.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, change leadership if you want to.
1: Uh, yes, this is a month where we are changing leadership. Yep. So, um, Swetlana is temporarily stepping down as diplomat. Yep. And
0: you're getting Cassandra Cassandra MST. MST
1: clearly understood to be temporary diplomat. Again, a point of unrest.
0: Yep. People hear that Spetlana has been cursed. Mm -hmm. Sandra Namesti adds a plus one bonus. As she gets into the job, basically, you know, she's polite, reasonably charming, uh, perfectly capable of interacting with high-level functionaries and nobles and all that sort of thing. Um has no practical experience in working in any fashion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She does the parties well, the paperwork not so much.
1: Yeah. So she is an adequate diplomat which is all we really Mm -hmm. require for the time being.
0: Then it's claim hexes and build shit. Yes.
1: So I have claimed C8 in Vanholt. Yep. um, Which is another hex of the Lake Silverstep. Yep. Um, so I would like you to check if there is anything special about it. Yep. C8? Yes.
0: Nope.
1: Okay, no problem. Uh, still not the exciting bit of Lexile step. No. Nope. And I have, um... So I've built a fish... I've claimed that hex. So I've built a fishery in it. Yep. And then I've also built a farm in, um... Uh, F4, which was a hex I already had. Yep. Um, but had not... Rather, it's a hunting preserve, but, yep. you know, same difference. Um, and, um, Which has plummeted by consumption.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for which there are reasons related to the army I'm planning to build a, a little bit later in this term. All good. Um, I have, um... constructed in Lakeview a hou- another house... And a tra- a half-price tradesman. Yep. Um, which I have built a candle maker. Yep. Um, and that is the extent of my um, claiming and building things. All good. Um, so I am believe we are now moving on to building army units. Yes. Yes, which is something I want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's in, it's in the same step.
1: All right, right it's in the same step. I wasn't sure. Um, in any case, I need your advice when it comes to constructing armies. hmm So I am looking to build an army for suffragic march. Yep. Now, is, uh, I believe, is huge a 500-man army still the maximum size I can build, given the current size of my kingdom?
0: Uh, what is the current size of your kingdom?
1: It is 93. Uh, sorry, 67 is the size. 93 is the control DC. Um.
0: Uh, Can't yet build to Gigantuan or Colossal So huge at 500 Is indeed the largest that you can build
1: Oh, okay So the decision then Is do I build another huge army of really well-trained fighters like Heston's Bowman.
0: Yeah, Ganshuin's kingdom size 100. Yeah. And is kingdom size 150. Yeah. So you need to claim many, many more hexes.
1: Yeah, I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> you you can, I believe at this point, pick up multiples in a turn.
1: Yes, yes, I can. Um, but they increase my control DC every time yep. I claim a hex, it increases my control DC. Yep. And the, um, I'm already claiming one hex every turn even if I'm not very happy with my controls these days. Fair enough. I believe I would like another huge army of regular fighters. Sure. So I have stats for a huge army of fighter three yep. in here, so I can just use that. Yep. I'm just trying to think of a name. Um, um, I kind of want something with stags, given that commandment project, map mm-hmm. I'm going to call them the stag runners. And I get a free tactic on creating my army. Yes, you do. And their morale starts off at four because that's what Frederick March brings to the table as their commander. Correct.
0: Yep. Cool. And you're remembering your army's actually got one higher morale than that.
1: Because the other bonus, the Military Academy gives gives you you one one morale to all my armies. Thank you. Uh, Can I check something with you, sweetheart? Of course. Because I have a stable, I I can buy horses for my army?
0: Yep. Cool. All
1: right. It says here that the horses in- increase the um, uh, OM and DV by two, but it doesn't say that they increase the speed of the army. I would kind of assume they do. But... Uh, I
0: don't believe so. I can have a look if
1: you... No, that's okay. If they don't, that's fair enough. I just figured they would make the army faster because they have their own horses. But it looks like what they do instead is um, fight better. That's fine. The army, um, it says that their BP is the Mount Cell CR, which is presumably the army is 7 ACR, so that it's 7 BP. But I don't know if that's then multiplied because the army's bigger or if that's taken into account.
0: Does that stuff, The horse doesn't bring anything in particular to the table.
1: Right, yes, I see. Because they're just
0: horses uh, as yeah, yeah. so to griffins the... or dragons or whatever. Uh, so
1: it's one. the mounts. yep, okay, so one multiplied by the huge modifier.
0: Which is, times four.
1: Cool, so four. Yep. Okay, so yeah, it's
0: not all that stunningly difficult to get five hundred horses. Yeah. The difficulty is that you then need to feed five hundred horses.
1: Yep, yeah, so I factored that into the army's consumption and D V and OM and things. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um I have given them the target of cavalry experts. There we are. So they're my mounted army.
0: What do cavalry experts do when they're at home? Uh
1: they get plus two OM against non mount- mounted non nice. mounted armies. So yes, I found the Stag Runners, a huge army of Fighter Threes, with them, um, with horses and cavalry experts. Nice. And I give them to Suffragic March.
0: Sounds like they might be good for fighting Barbarians.
1: Yeah, I think so. I then um, re reposition my armies. Yep. Um, I am going to station restation the Vanhold army in um, uh, Varnhold
0: Yep.
1: And um, put the um, Put the stag runners in Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because those boys would rather be defending their hometown. To which point I have an army in almost every city I have. I have an army in Thornwatch, an army in Elksrest, an army in Vanholder, an army in an army in the Central Lands, and an army in Lakeview. Good stuff. So it's just not Murkfell.
0: Sounds like a lizard's problem, not yours. hmm
1: Well, there's a um, nice short road between... Um, Burk Vale and um, my neighbor, its neighbouring cities. So. Mm-hmm. Alright, and that is founding an army. Yep. Um, oh, and my consumption goes up by whatever the inactive army consumption is, which is the consumption per month,
0: so it's four.
1: Yep. Okay, and that's fine.
0: Yep. Then you're around to collect taxes.
1: Yes. And that is not good enough
0: do not get taxes this turn.
1: Yeah. Well, I figure I do, but they
0: just... Yeah,
1: yeah. People are struggling to make ends meet.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and for your exciting event this Kingdom Month... Nothing. Phew. I'm not opposed to things being quiet. That is the Kingdom Turn of goes Run. Then you're free to go about your kingly business. Yes. So...
1: Take a look at the rumors I have on where giant monsters are reputed to be lurking.
0: Mm-hmm. You probably drew, drew some more dread Levian rumors while well, you're in there.
1: It's the rooms, yeah.
0: Majority of these. Ah, I don't think, however, you've heard this one about Lady Quintessa Moray. Um, that you hear a rumour, that the Baron has a lover behind his wife's back, you know, that's not exactly stunningly difficult to ascertain. Yeah. Uh, that it is, of course, Lady Quintessa Moray. Yes. Um, what you haven't heard, however, is that his wife is dismayed by this, but with good reason, uh, for Quintess Moray is a succubus who has dominated the Baron and is the one actually behind Fort Liv's power structure.
1: Interesting.
0: To be honest, I imagine Calen treats that with... Pfft, nah, wait. Hmm... <laughs>
1: Yeah, slightly troubling.
0: It's like, that's just silly. Actually, hmm.
1: Yeah. Alright, so, um, Kaelin is, um, going to, um, request Corwin's assistance in tracking down and killing some large monsters.
0: Alright, well, I don't know about the tracking, but the killing I can certainly do.
1: Well, we'll just wander around... Well, we'll just wander around the bog and see if they jump us.
0: Sounds like our usual.
1: (laughs) And we're going to have an explorer on the border of, um... See if we can find these supposed bog mummies that are killing the swampies. Um, Or indeed anything else on that border of particular interest?
0: With shins too.
1: So I think we will start our search in um, F6, a swamp hex that <coughs> hitherto only hiked very briefly through.
0: Okay, so this one is indeed a swamp hex again, bespeckled with a bunch with a variety of rivers. Yep. Can you and Corwin both give me spot checks?
1: We are epically good. How are
0: you getting through this instantly, horses, um, horses?
1: Yeah, we're just riding. We're just riding around yeah. on our horses because I know how Corwin cool loves his horse. Uh, it's a seven. It's
0: kind of awkward. I, um... Okay, so <clears throat> you kind of hear more than see some odd noises as you're wandering around in this bit of swamp. This sort of. It's like a hum, but you can't really get where it's coming from, this sort of... Continuous drone in the background. Troubling. It doesn't... You know, you look around, you don't see anything arduously alarming. Colin says, aye, well... That buzzing's starting to get annoyed. Hey, I'll tell you what. You think it's coming from up there, in the sky? And he points... And when you look up, you can see some considerable distance away from you. There are large things in the sky swooping around that are making these buzzing noises. Um, the best Corwin can make out of them is that they're large flying creatures. His guess is, you know, they're the size of, you know, a large dog or something in that neighbourhood. Giant wasps or something like that, something maybe. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they are ahead on your path so <coughs> if you desire to take any precautions to approach them you may you may just ride on in you may do as you please.
1: nothing spring to mind at present I think we just um, continue riding forward to see what the unless there's some spells Corwin cool would like to cast
0: right, well it's probably something that wants to eat us so Let me just cast. uh, I'll cast me bull strength on myself and and then call that a day. Sounds reasonable. Okay. And then you ride forward, and as you get closer, you can see something flies in front of Kaelin's face, and you sort of reactively snap back a little, and then you go, ah, nothing to be concerned about, it's a dragonfly. damn big. It's like the size of your hand. Neat. Um, it's luminous wings sort of reflecting in the odd lights and reflections of the swamp. Um, largely harmless. And then you look up to see one swooping down towards you that is a vastly bigger dragonfly. A giant dragonfly. A giant
1: dragonfly. And that is
0: where the loud noise is coming from. The continuous fluttering of its wings. In fact, it looks like a group of them are descending upon you and Corwin. Okay. Dive bombing you from the sky. Okay. You're being attacked by giant dragonflies.
1: Giant dragonflies attack people? Okay. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were particularly hostile as insects go. I guess we shall discover what attack capacities they have.
0: Do you have any knowledge nature or anything? Uh no. Yeah, they're giant bugs.
1: Yeah.
0: <coughs> I can map this if you like, but it's just kind of generically yeah, small. That's so right. Moving around in here is a pain in the ass, because it's all difficult terrain. Yeah. Okay, give me your initiative. Fourteen. And
1: Canon on twelve.
0: Dragonfly is on... And that's easy. It flies. Kalen Gordon. All right. So there are eight of these things, and Kalen really has no idea what to make of them. They are—they look like dragonflies. You know, they are like—they're la- insectile creatures. They have bulbous, bulbous fly-like eyes, big dilaphinous wings. And as they swoop down, you do actually see that. Yeah, okay. When they get this big, they do actually have fangs like the size of your little finger.
1: So wee fangs, but you know, that's that's not good... well.
0: That's a hell of a lot bigger than your two. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they swoop down towards you and just basically buzz straight into you. And can you and Corwin give me a luck check?
1: Eighteen.
0: Excellent use So Corwin <coughs> is arbitrarily the guy in the worst position for this. Can I have a little scrap of paper? No? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we saw before. Looks like... Looks like they're bloody great dragonflies or something. I don't know much about. Hey, are they sweeping towards us? Oh shit, they got fangs! <laughs> and bzz, down they come. And three of them aim for Corwin. There are eight of them swooping in on you. Okay. Uh, one will miss him flat out. The other one will hit him. The other one will miss him flat out. Uh, so, a dragonfly... Just hovers down next to Corwin, flies next to him in the air, and then darts in and gnashes across his face with his jaws, and he goes, ah, as it actually tears a large chunk of flesh out and does him 17 points of damage. Ooh! He says, ah, well, they're not bloody, they're not bloody normal insects. Ow, jeez, ah. The other two start eating his horse.
1: Ah. That's annoying.
0: Uh, both of them will hit his horse, I imagine. Have you got the horse stats? There? Yeah, they
1: um I haven't needed them in a while, but I do have them on the back of my character sheet for this very purpose. Although does Coul- does Corwin have did Corwin finally splash out for war horse? Yes,
0: he has riding a fine heavy war horse that Calen bought. Yeah. That he gave Kaelin money to buy for him.
1: Yes, good. I'm glad he finally purchased one. All right, yes, I've got the horse stats here. I can give them to you or we'll just tell you what the... Um, AC are. and hit points is
0: most of interested in.
1: He's got 14 AC. Yeah, okay, they both hit. At least. Yeah, and then I can track um the horse. I can just tell you the hit point total and you can track him. For once, it's 30 hit points, so it may or may not be dead.
0: Uh, it takes 25 damage.
1: Okay, so it is still conscious.
0: Yep the horse rears and barks and is well trained so does not endeavor to throw a call yep and then some other dragon for the other three dragonflies go for you
1: yep
0: AC Uh, mine is 26 there's a gnashing of teeth upon your armor Does
1: any of them go for my horse uh, no. Yeah. Right, because Corwin's in the worst position. Yeah.
0: So it was three on him, two on his horse, and three on you. And that is all eight of them. Yeah. Just uh,
1: cool, unless you want to walk... Uh, unless we, um, want to buy you a new horse, you may want to get get off it and get it out of here for the time being. It's not in good sh- uh, It ain't in good shape. And, um... Kaelin um has not um would probably have his bow out at this juncture, given that, you know, we were riding into things with flying creatures, but they are actually in melee with me at this point. Yep. So I'm going to um quick sheath the bow, quick draw, um I'm on horseback, but I can use the great sword in that mounted counter. Yeah, right? Yep. And I will draw the... Um... You,
0: you normally get bonuses to hit things that are lower than you, but because they're flying, they're yeah. on your level. And Sweet. they fly really well, too. They have no problem at all hovering on a dime. Yeah, I'm not
1: surprised, flies. I will draw Gatekeeper. Yep. And um, how many of them are in melee with me?
0: Uh, there are, because you two are next to each other, five that you can reach.
1: Sweet. Okay, I will take a swing at the first one. Yep. And crit-threat
0: Yep, certainly appears good and credible.
1: Okay, um, that's a 27 to confirm. <laughs> Do you want me to roll damage?
0: Yes, actually.
1: Because they seem to be quite beefy, so I presume it's not just why you're even bothering. Uh, yep, that's beefy. Probably I could use a VWD thing that always seems to be beefy.
0: Yes, they display no remarkable immunity to anything Gatekeeper does.
1: Yep. Okay, so that is, and the the magic damage is not
0: critical. Uh, the crit acid crit. is not double. Yep,
1: yeah, so um, that is um, twenty six points of um damage on the first one.
0: Yep, it's still up. Okay, these are tough beasties. Yeah, you whack into it and actually take a chunk of four it. and it it doesn't really even blink, doesn't screech, doesn't howl, doesn't react in any re- meaningful way.
1: Yep, and then I will um. Uh, cleave into the second one with a minus two. By all means. Uh, which alas will be, oh no. Um, and I roll a one in a melee attack. Yep. And use my fey ability to <coughs> re-roll that. Yep. Okay, that ho- is still crappy however. Um, that's a, uh, 18. You hit it? Sweet.
0: It has no real armour to speak of, just its natural quickness.
1: Alright, so um, 18 points of damage. Still up? Yeah, I presume seeing I didn't kill the first one with the crit. And then I move on to the third, uh, which is a... 23. That's it? Yep. Yeah, easily. Yep, and um, another 18 points of damage. Yep. And then fourth one. Uh I re-roll because it was one. And then this one may uh that's a seventeen to hit the fourth one.
0: That one will miss. Yep. It just jinks it out of the way in time, having watched his buddies get chop, chop, chopped.
1: Yeah, alright, and Kaylin Ginsu's his way around three of them. Blimey, these are tough little buggers.
0: Good thing I'm wearing the adamantine armour, which I totally remembered to give myself my DR on. (laughs) Oh, it looks a little better.
1: He'd be a great fighter if he was better at math.
0: Well, actually, it'd be really helpful here, because it's lots of little buzzy heads. Yeah, yeah,
1: it sounds great. Um, Yeah, shame we didn't buy any for the horse.
0: (laughs) Well, are you mad? That would be 20,000 gold. You can just buy a new bloody horse.
1: (laughs) Aye, but we'll have to hike out of this damn swamp riding double. All right. Well, thinking of these beasties' time has come?
0: <laughs> well, I guess I'd better get me horse out of here then. So he's going to try and get off his horse. Yeah. Uh, and he makes a ride check using his one full rank and ride. Yeah,
1: which I'm so proud of him for, because that's a big investment for a cleric.
0: And as a move action, he climbs off his horse. Sweet. Nice. Uh, now go, you stupid beastie. Oh. Uh, uh. Bloody horses, look, at least put your head down and pushes its head down and throws a cone of coal over the top of it. Yep. Oh, yeah,
1: he's got a cone of
0: coal. Yes, yes, he does. Oh, this
1: is going to be a bad day to be a dragonfly. Uh,
0: so he will aim that in the opposite direction, away from the horse, but he's got three of them in target. Yep. And says, Forasma, give these wee beasts a taste of dwarven coal. <laughs> <laughs> The air temperature drops sharply around them as ice blasts them, and they will make weakly. 19. Nope, nope, nope. Did they just all fail? Yeah. That's a lot. They're actually reasonably quick. As yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised they all
1: fail, but please.
0: Yeah, well, ten's the high die still got there. Yeah. So. 5. Ooh, bugger me. That's going to be some dead dragonflies. Twelve. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Three of them fall out of the sky. Wow. Dead. Huh?
1: Huh? Huh? Already injured ones? Totally no, those was added. the
0: uninjured ones. That Sweet. The Sweet. That's six, seven, and eight are uh, gone. Sweet. Oh, uh, and... Uh, core needs to make concentration check for that, which he will trivially do.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I feel emasculated by the dwarf, not a new, new experience.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, that's his code of cold for the day. Yeah, yeah. And I point out that was a sixth level spell. Yes, too, so. yes, true. Huh? He says, "All right, well, that's all the ice of that. That's all the cold, that's all the cold I've got in me to shoot at him."
1: Not arguing with the results. Huh?
0: The dragonfly is just sort of. Seem pretty chill with this. Yeah. Like three of them are dead, three of them are chopped horribly bits. Zzzz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Food is still in front of them. Yeah. Uh, you and Corwin can roll me lap chicks again.
1: Okay. Uh, 17.
0: Yeah, they keep eating his horse.
1: Piss. Oh well.
0: Yes, the two that are happily numbing on his horse keep numbing. Yep. Yeah. And the other three the for you. Uh. They tear chunks out of the horse, and it falls over, convulsing and dies.
1: Okay, it's uh, more than it's. Uh,
0: it's got ten hit points left by my count. Uh, yeah,
1: Twenty-five
0: out of thirty-four. Uh, yeah. Nine hit points left. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. One dice
0: alone does that. Yeah. They step. The dragonflies just start eating the horse. They yeah. bring it down. Corn goes. Ah, sort of moves away from it, and then. Zzz, Well, bugger. And the other three start eating you. Yep. Uh, To no avail, no avail, and 29.
1: Yep, one of them hits me. I'm not taking lightly because these things do have a a bite from hell.
0: With a string of lightning quick bites, it burrs across your flesh and deals you 19 points of damage.
1: See, that's a, that's one hell of a melee attack.
0: It's like being shaved with a lawnmower.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ow! Bloody painful little buggers, aren't they? Alright, and um and Will endeavor to ginsu his way through um, how many are in melee. The two in melee with the horse aren't in melee with me, right? So it's just the three of them
0: Uh, You've still got the same five. It's basically you here, Corwin just here. Yeah. You're hitting the two that are eating his horse in the middle. He's killed these three. The other three are on the other side of you.
1: Okay, so I'm going to start with the one I started stabbing previously that I critted.
0: One of them is flanking you, but it appears to be purely unintentional.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm going to start with the one I injured the most badly. Yep. And then go around from there. Okay, so that is a... 24 on the first one. Yep. Swag. Uh, for, uh... 24 damage. It's dead. Yep. Move on to the next one. Uh... uh, With more than 24 to hit.
0: Yep. Uh... Yeah, you've got their AC at this point. It's higher than 17, but not much.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh... Fifteen points of damage to the second one. Still alive, looking chopped. Yep. I'm happy. Uh, yep. Hit the third one. Oh, guys nice on the table for uh, twenty-two
0: still alive, technically.
1: Oh, okay, um, move on to the fourth one. Which I'm starting to hit the uninjured ones at this point, and I hit the fourth one yep. for uh 16 points of damage. Yep. And then I aim for the fifth one, and hit the fifth one for 18 points of damage.
0: Yep. And then are there any more full attacks? Because that was all you played, wasn't it? Yes, it was.
1: Uh, Oh, I totally forgot I could make my second attack last round.
0: I'm sure you did.
1: (laughs) It's confusing when you've got cleave as
0: well. Uh Uh-huh. No one's forcing you to take cleave, it's just really awesome.
1: Yeah, it is really awesome. Alright, and then I will make my second attack. Yep. Um and um go back round again, starting from the um one that the first one that's still alive. Yep. Alright. Hit to re roll that and um I hit, and um, I'll, I'll let you know if it's close to 17, but yep. if it's significantly before that, I'm um, 18. I ain't oh, alive anymore? Yep. Yeah. And then the next one.
0: Uh, if you hit it, it's going to explode.
1: Um, yep, I hit it. And then the third one.
0: Are you of oh, okay. attacks yet?
1: Um. Oh, sorry. Because um, you
0: can only cleave things once a round, round right? Even... Okay.
1: Scratch. Scratch the. Then I hit the. Then I hit the. Then the third yep. one is still alive. I hit. Yeah. So
0: cleave one. lets you hit one free attack if you hit something. Yeah. Great cleave lets you hit as many free attacks as you can keep taking. Yeah. But each individual target can only be cleaved once a round. True, that's fine. Then um,
1: the the last one that got killed is alive. So, yep. yep. And the two
0: that are eating corns horse. Um
1: but the, the Cleaves are all legit. The, yep. the Cleaves on the first round are all legit. You're doing fine. Yep, okay, and that is... And cool, and Ginsu's just way for a substantial number of dragonflies, but they're all still up. Oh,
0: bloody hell. That horse was four. I spent 400 gold on that waste of bloody bones and flesh.
1: <laughs> well, they're a bit... We're um, fighting beasties that are a bit enlarged for them, aren't we?
0: Buy a war horse, he said. "It'll be much better than a pony." He said.
1: <laughs> "Well, it is. You just got to get take a bit of care of it, is all.
0: I said, "Hey, look, they're not even bloody paying attention. Look, get away from me, bloody horse's corpse!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he He spikes. stabs one of
0: them with Yeah. Hits uh, it. Sits. Does its twenty points of damage. Yep. And then he will stab it again. Yep. His second part of his bull attack uh, hits it these, and <laughs> jams nettle spike through it. Yeah. Pales it and kills it. Sweet. Uh, they are actually paying attention. They're not just continuing to mindlessly eat the horse. Yeah. But.
1: So how many are we down to now? One. Uh, okay.
0: Uh, and it is not smart enough to do anything but this, so it recognizes active combatants over dead horse. Yeah. And turns around to face Corwin. Yep. Buzzes up to him and starts chewing on his beard. Ah, you never touch a dwarf's beard! Corwin headbutts it away.
1: Yep. <coughs> and then Calum
0: so they have now rolled four natural ones in this combat alone Calum will
1: endeavor to um, get <coughs> to and Crit Threats the last uh, species.
0: yep uh confirms yep you sliced it bisected straight down the middle yep <laughs> Corwin's horse has paid a deadly price for this encounter but the dragonflies are indeed dead yep uh, Corwin sort of Looks down his horse. Ugh. Well, that's a waste and no mistake. Death knell. <laughs> Says, asma give me whatever worth you can still take out of this dead beastie. <laughs> Death knells his horse. Yeah. Corwin is not sentimental about horses yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, I suppose I'll have to ride double with you. That's one thing to go da- go around this bloody swamp when you're a big, man, rangy half-walk. It's another thing when you're four foot three.
1: All right. Well, we can, um, we're taking care of the dragonfly problem out here. We can, um, hit, ride double-back to rest, and get you another horse, or we can poke around a bit of the swamp first. What do you reckon?
0: Well, I reckon we ought to take a bit of time with these dragonflies and see what we can get out of their wings.
1: Oh, yes
0: but oh old, old, old Umberweed wanted him. And I think he, I think the way he is, he's fussy. He prefers him with the guts scraped off instead of still hanging on the wings. So we'll drag him in the water a bit and wash him. All right. You got a good knife in there somewhere. That should be enough to take them off pretty easy. They're pretty light.
1: Yeah. Let me, um... And I dig out my wee silver dagger and, um... Uh, yep. We collect the wings from six dragonflies. Yes, you do. And
0: as there are eight dragonflies here, you can fairly trivially accomplish this. Um... It, 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 you should be able to fairly trivially accomplish this. This is a survival check to harvest them off successfully. Yep. It is difficulty 10. If yep. you fail it, you waste a dragonfly, so. Uh, okay, so well, I achieve a difficulty 10 on my survival. Okay, at which point you don't, do not need to worry. With the eight dragonflies here, you have more than enough to get six quality mm. pairs of wings. Excellent. Uh, incidentally, giant dragonflies.
1: Ah, exactly. uh, yes. <laughs>
0: So you cut these wings off. They are light, but um, actually surprisingly strong. Um, You expect to have to cut them very carefully, like they'll just tear in an instant. Certainly, you could rip them in half, because you're a mighty great half-orc, if you were so inclined. But they're not going to just shred like rice paper. Yeah. You roll them up and stick them in a blanket.
1: Uh Oh, well-remembered. Well, should we hike back to, um, Lakeview, get you a new horse, and, um, give Umberweed his dragon wings? Dragonfly wings?
0: I I suppose we'll have to. It's either that or poke around here in the bloody swamp with only on me wee stubby legs.
1: Alright. I uh, I think that's the way to go then. Alright, and we, um, hike back to, um... We hike back to Lakesview. I'm crossing off a few days. Yes, for going we... down there and a few days for hiking back. And you get weed
0: Oh, my. Dragonfly wings. <laughs> eh? Oh, yes. Very dilapidous, aren't they? But... He sticks them over his face. <laughs> quite strong. True. Yes. Or I can see that we're going to build quite some lovely magic cloaks out of these.
1: Uh, as long as we get one, we'll be happy with it.
0: I assume it was no difficulty at all. I mean... These, these are very nice wings, but they were only dragonflies.
1: You got a nasty bite on them. They ate, ate corn horse.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have thought as well. Good thing I didn't go out to get them myself then.
1: A lot of these beasties don't seem to want to keep the magical components for themselves. Selfish of them, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Still, that is what the nature of a contractual arrangement with a wizard is about. <laughs> you do the ookie bits, I give you the magic items.
1: Alright. And a good trade it is.
0: Yep. And he will start crafting things, and later in the month he will have a doodad for you, which you can basically, as long as you're not taking it out immediately, you can pretty much add it to your treasure list. Yeah,
1: because I need to divvy it amongst the party and things at the moment, I'm just adding it to my treasure list. Plus, um, Kaelin. Actually, that's a pretty good cloak of resistance. I believe Kaelin has a better one, though, because it's a... I believe Kaelin's wearing a cloak of resistance plus four or a or yep. something of that ilk. But um, I imagine there's someone in the party who would like a nice cloak of resistance, cloak of plus, resistance
0: plus three made of dragonfly wings.
1: That's an awesome idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll actually note down the dragonfly detail because that's the kind of shit that makes for a cool magic item.
0: Yes, I believe Corwin's wearing Michaela's old cloak, which was a, a, t- a one. Michaela's wearing a two. Yeah. And Tristan's wearing a magic, um,
1: Cloak of something else. Cloak the, of something else, but cloak Brin, charisma. Brin, Brin, yeah, I've Brin. got a, I've got a cloak of resistance plus three, so I don't need another one. But yeah.
0: uh, sounds good to bro. Yeah, yeah. Dragonfly wings sound like her bag.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if she's not got a cloak at all, she does not. Yep.
0: Thought about a cloak of charisma, but you know, cloak of charisma.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and there you find the dragonfly, Glenn, and that hex.
1: Yes. So, um, that's a cool. That's a cool thing. I'll mark Dragonfly
0: Glen on my map. Or Dragonfly Glade, depending on which one you prefer. It's one on the map and the other in the book. <laughs> oh, Hello, yeah. editing!
1: Glen Glade. Okay, so where in that. Um, Straight
0: it... dead in the middle, more or less. Cool. Actually, Kingmaker's pretty good on their editing. It must be a shit of a job to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, I've put Dragonfly Glen on my map. Corwin and I hiked back to Lakesview double-riding on his, on my horse.
0: Certainly, compared to the um, the world's largest dungeon that famously has trillions of doors that go nowhere and yeah. staircases that don't lead to anything. No.
1: We um, co- obtained Corwin a new horse, which, you know, we can pay actual human being money for if we need to, but I've uh, You
0: do actually need to pay human being money for if you want another big, heavy war horse. Yep. Yeah. The kingdom could buy him a pony without blinking. Yeah.
1: Um, so, how much is a? Four hundred
0: gold. Right. No. Uh, if you desire to take it off the party treasure, that's perfectly.
1: Uh, yes, I think so. At this As at, it th- should th- be. at this point, the um, party will just pay for mounts for people when they um, get eaten by monsters. Yep. Is the case maybe.
0: Yeah, the thing is, you don't run into all that many monsters anymore that prioritise the mounts over the people.
1: No, but But, the ones that do can just eat a horse. The
0: dragonflies want food. Yeah. Horses' food.
1: And the thing is, the monsters I do fight, you know, in the old days, my horse was, you know, at least sort of capable of taking care of itself, whereas relative to the things that (coughs) I have to actually fight... (laughs) Which isn't a bad deal because, you know, that's the down- downside of being mal- taking mounts into, you know, regular horse mounts into, like, dra- dragon fights and shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, and, um, yes, so, so we buy in a new horse and then we head back out.
0: I'll call this one Ribeye 2. <laughs> Tastiest horse in all the river kingdoms. <laughs> That, um. In fact, if I'm going to steal, I may as well steal from the best, so I will write down his horse is horses named Ribeye. <laughs> or, or Ribeye 2, because he's retroactively naming the first one Ribeye.
1: Yeah. Kaelin doesn't name his horses. This is this is pretty much why.
0: Corwin names, Tristan names his magical horses, and yep. thinks you should too.
1: Yeah, but they're, they're constructs, they're not really real. Th- th-
0: he names his other constructs that aren't really real. That's true.
1: But I thought he did that because that way he order Rupert around rather than because of his deep and abiding attachment to Rupert.
0: Well, he could actually just as easily address it as servant. Yeah. Or, you know, slave or whatever the hell else he felt like. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and... um A considerable amount of the month is taken up hiking back and forth.
0: Yep. At With which, dragonfly wings. At
1: which point we... Return to the area of the dragonfly then and yep. explore it. Yep,
0: and of course it's full of dragonflies.
1: Yep, and that's about it? Yep. Okay, how many days for a swamp hex? Um, let me... Well, I can look in the book myself if that's <coughs> easier. So Exploring time, so we're on 40 foot because we're yep. riding horses. Yep, so that is two days for our swamp hex. Yep.
0: Because, like, it's not all endlessly thick, deep, boggy swamp. Yeah. Just some of it.
1: Yep. Okay. And then um, we will head down into um, G7, because we're looking for something that's on my border. So I will start with the most yep. bordery sort of areas.
0: G7 is filled with forests. Yeah. There are a couple of rivers that go into it and die from the morass of rivers, and that's it. And we explore
1: that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm not writing down the rivers unless they're big rivers, yep. and I accept that the hexes, all the hexes are filled with tiny rivers. Yep. All right, and then we will go across to F7, where we have already found the um, swamp scar, because we sort of explored the river. Yes. I have the river on my map, but yep. we didn't explore the surrounding swamp because we didn't get out of the boat.
0: Yep. You explore the surrounding swamp. It's swampy. There's nothing interesting in it. The swamp scar is what's interesting in it. okay yep. All right. Um, Where mighty King Hennestre lives, once Luanaga. Uh
1: huh. It's very impressive. I'm sure his mother was very proud. Um Then we will follow the river that we explored down into um E8. E8.
0: Yes. Okay. And here you have a morass of rivers again, which I can. I've got the morass of rivers because yep. that's as far as we got on the boat. Yep. You explore it. It's full of rivers and swamp.
1: Another... An interesting swampy area? Okay. And then we will go down into F9, at which point I am out of... It looks like the river flows into there, and I would like that mark doing that, because I am out of... um
0: Yep. So you follow that river, the upper river, as it curves around that U shape. Yeah. And as you start to come towards the end of it, there's... Something is wrong with this area. There's a cold chill hanging over this this area of marsh. It's sort of the finger swirl of water between two sort of higher forested hills. And something's itching at the back of your neck about it. And after several minutes you'll realise that this piece of swamp is dead silent. Everywhere right. else there are crickets, birds, frogs this sort of minor cacophony of little reverberant rib- rib- zing noises. You've just gotten used to it, and here you're, you're, you're walking, riding for several minutes, and then realise, "Hmm, it's quiet. Too quiet." We say with a bird providing silent ambience in the background.
1: So this is another swamp picture, isn't this? Yep. Yep. And there's a suspiciously quiet. Okay. We um. I am. Um, I think there might be something out here. There's nothing around.
0: I. I don't like what I'm hearing either. Shoo. Yep.
1: Yep. Okay, will Draw. Gatekeeper. As we ride forward. All
0: right. And forward you ride and forward and can you both give me uh, either spot or survival if avails you better at a DC that you're quite certain not to make
1: okay i also rolled poorly so yeah
0: I... mm-hmm. okay.
1: My survival isn't totally terrible, but I'm certainly not going to say on a four on the dice that I demand you add it up.
0: Uh, and can both of you give me ride checks?
1: Yep. Man, if another horse gets in, oh, I'm, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Uh, 26.
0: Okay, you pass this. Um, so, you were sort of riding forward at a very slow trot, feeling that cold chill on the back of your neck. Gatekeeper out, looking from side to side, wondering what this swamp area is about. And then, suddenly, from below, your ho- your horse lurches and falls to the side, and you hear just this faintest noise of mud and swamp being stirred aside, and then you hear a moaning sound. As out of the bog underneath you come ancient arms withered and decayed by the swamp water that grab at your horse and start pulling it down. And they, with fair amounts of ease, just shove the horse hard. And you and Corwin both go off the side. Corwin goes thud. You actually go roll. Yep. You are dismounted successfully. Uh, Corwin hits the ground, and it bounces off his adamantine armor. That's right. He can't take that... He takes two damage, which is soaked by his armor. Yep. Um, and then you feel that cold chill run through you, and can you make me a will save? 16. Corwin's fine, you're fine, and you need to make it for the horses, too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that, that they would fail.
1: I kind of assume so, particularly considering what I just rolled. Again, find my horse stats. Uh, my horse got a seventeen. It's a plus thirteen bonus. That's oh,
0: have sorry. plus thirteen. Sorry, no, will?
1: no. I'm looking at the wrong thing. My apologies. Um, it's a. Mine got a six. Right. It's a plus two bonus.
0: Yep, that sounds more likely. I was looking for
1: yep. Ws. I looked at the wisdom number.
0: So Corwin fails. Corwin's horse fails as well. Yeah. So both the horses. They get pushed, but what's making them fall is not ridiculous strength, snapping their legs or, or tipping them over sideways. It's the fact that as soon as this presence enters, the horses just stop, and they froth at the mouth, and their eyes dart wildly, but they almost just collapse bonelessly, like they can't go on anymore. They're sort of lying, both lying sideways in the swamp, flicking their legs feebly, going, rrr, 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 like they're just waiting for death to come to them. You and Corwin also feel this sense of overwhelming ennui and despair go through you. When you look at these hideous, withered things, these creatures of unlife that are climbing out of the swamp around you, you struggle to bring yourself to go on. You actually have to push through this aura of despair around them to fight on. And then there are three of these creatures climbing out of the muck around you. And we have found bog mummies, I suspect. And Corwin says, Ah, undead
1: things! (laughs) And that's the awesome one rank of knowledge religion that he's got to bring to the table?
0: And the three I rolled on the dice, (laughs) plus me, no intelligence bonus. Yeah. Yeah, man. These are not, you know, wrapped like classic Egyptian mummies. They look like withered, desiccated corpses, they have a lot of water running off them, but they look like they're massively dehydrated. You could safely assume they are the bog mummies you were looking for,
1: or at least whatever. I'm prepared to accept that may not be the <coughs> creature type, but it's what they—they they certainly appear to be what's generating yeah, they, the rumours. They match the description numbers.
0: of what you've been given, but yeah. you have no real idea what these things are or what you are looking at here.
1: Yeah, that's all right. We'll just figure it out the hard way as we do.
0: All right, and roll for. Initiative again. Yes. The all combat session of combats. Okay, so fifteen, Corinne on seven. And the Bog Mummies of Power Well, oh, that's convenient. The gap between you and torn is now ludicrous, but
1: But the Bog Mummies kicked my ass, yep.
0: Uh, they don't, actually, but they do beat you. Yeah,
1: that's, that's all that really matters, yeah. And they also get the surprise round, although possibly they spend yeah, that just mounting it.
0: What they do is they just touch the horses, which causes them to fall, and then they clamber up out of the bog Yeah, and are basically standing around you. And I can... um, What I will do here is I don't think we desperately need the grid for this.
1: But if we just have corn, no, tail and, just, and, call and, call and, and the mummies, and three... Yeah, unpleasant uh, creatures. They exhibit
0: no compelling interest in horses. So. Yeah,
1: sweet. The horses can just lie there until this is over. I'm going to have to hear it from Corwin about the tragic death of Rivaito.
0: The <laughs> well, second tastiest horse in all the river kingdoms. <laughs> yeah.
1: So one, and one is next to each of us and a further one further back? Yeah, it's coming up
0: in front of you. <laughs> yep.
1: Okay, and it is Team Bolt Mummy's turn.
0: Yep, so on their surprise round, they pull themselves up out of the mug. Yep. Muck, you feel that aura around you, um, and then they shamble forward towards you. The one in front of you raises its arms and... Why? it says to you in you've got to listen hard to understand what it's saying, but it sounds like Teldane. It's ki- it's, it's a slightly old dialect, but you guess you're listening you're listening to, you know, hundred-year-old Teldane, so it's by no means impenetrable, it's just slightly off in several places. Why? We were her chosen, but abandoned here in this place. Why was the fourth stronger? Why must we suffer? It is your fault. All your fault. We will bring you down in Girona's name. She will give us our reward. Yes. (laughs) And the arm just swings sort of lethargically towards you. And then you realize it's not demonstrating any great fighting power. but You seem to move very slowly compared to it. And it swings down at you with no grace, no beauty, and yet the arm swings with reasonable proficiency. Uh, reasonably large amounts of proficiency. Crit threat threats you. Oh, great. And that is a 19 to confirm, which won't do it. Which is fantastic, because
1: because mummies of all sorts are hideous, vicious beasties.
0: Uh, and you take nine points of damage as it just kind of bludgeon slaps you with one of its arms. Yep, and then there's the... Then there's the fortitude save. Yep.
1: yeah. Oh okay, I got a 16. Is that going to do it?
0: Well, you'd think that'd helpfully list this stat look, but you'd be wrong. Excuse me, I get out my monster manual and look up m m, m-, m- mummies. is charisma-based. That's very helpful. So what did you achieve?
1: Uh, I achieved a 16
0: at present. Okay. So it slams into you. Nothing appears to happen. Okay. Beyond the fact that, you know, a big, strong, bludgeoning arm kind of slaps you with it. Yeah. Uh, The other one... You are the one that is openly wearing all the symbols of still so it's going to be you. So, priest of Erastel, your community will fall. Stagger, stagger, stag, stagger. Swing, bada, 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 bada. No, bada, 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 bada. Mm-hmm. Moves up to you slowly through the muck and swings at you. Uh, And the other one. Swings wildly at Corwin and bangs off his adamantine armor.
1: Maybe it will one day, friend, but I'm thinking not today. And Kaelin will bring keep around in a big slashy sort of arc. Yep. At new friend here. Yep. Alrighty, and we'll see how a 19 does. Uh, no, no, wait, sorry, a 29 does.
0: Uh, yes, that will hit it. Okay. Again, it's really slow to get out of the way, but its flesh is unusually strong. like It's got high amounts of natural armor. You can't cleave into its flesh as easily as you would expect of corpse.
1: Okay, and um, uh, let me know if it's got any kind of acid resistance. I no, no, it does not. Okay, so that is... Uh, 16 points of general forms of damage. Yep.
0: So, you slash into it with the sword, um, and it doesn't react to this as hard as you might think. Like, some of the damage is just bouncing off it. Um, you cleave into its dead flesh and the sword sticks and you've got to really push it through, losing some of the Strength of your swing, as if it has some sort of damage resistance.
1: Okay, all right. Which the um, acid is clearly <coughs> the and acid is clearly not cutting
0: through. It looks like about five points of that got knocked off.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I'm not going to change weapons mid attack, but I may try switching yep. for a different weapon on my next turn. Uh, yeah, in fact, you can't if yeah, you're cleaving. Yeah.
0: You're obliged to do yeah, the same yeah, attack. Okay.
1: So I will swing round and try and cleave the yep. other fellow um, and that is a uh 27 on the second
0: one. Yep, you head into him as well. And again, the flesh is surprisingly resilient.
1: Yeah, I'll just tell you what the number is and yep. then you can take the 5 off. Um, Alright, Uh 12 points of damage. Uh, yep.
0: Seven to seven. Um, and you can actually switch weapons between attacks because you have quick draw.
1: Sweet. Okay. Um
0: You merely can't do it in the middle of a cleave.
1: Alright, at which point I will sheed gatekeeper and draw the Adamantine Greatsword. Yep. As I'm just going to keep trying different yep. weapons until one gets in. Um and then I will make my second attack with the Adamantine Greatsword. Yep. On my first friend here. Yep. Uh, and I get an 27 on the second attack. You hit him? Okay. Then I roll totally different damage dice. I need to pay attention to. Uh, and that is fifteen points of great sword and a maintain damage.
0: And once again it is hard to push your sword through its sort of desiccated but remarkably tough flesh. It reminds you of thick beef jerky.
1: <laughs> Alright, that's not a pleasant was, reminder. That was not the correct um correct weapon. <laughs>
0: And God says, "Ah, well,
1: they're what? they're yeah. hard, they're, hard to, they're bloody hard to
0: stab." Well, I'm guessing that slay living and my death touch will do nothing to him.
1: Well, it might make him feel better.
0: No, it's it's death effects. Ah, yeah. So it would kill them, but they're yeah. already transparently, obviously dead. Yeah. Um. Is, well, I don't know if the cold will do a thing to them. I mean, they're there in a swamp. He shrugs helplessly at you. Well you, you can you, you can try it. If you want to direct Corwin at all, you are welcome to.
1: Um I'm thinking myself stabbing him with your undead bank sphere might be the way to go.
0: Aye. I totally remembered I had that. He <laughs> says, Well, I don't think they're gonna respond too well to cold I don't think they're gonna they're gonna feel the cold too much if they live in the bottom of a bog like this. Still shit. That's what that's what nettle spikes here for, right? Come on then, I'll have you. So five foot
1: stick back to stab with the spear, or do you not nope. need to?
0: He just turns around, and stabs that one. Oh right, yeah, flanking it with you. Sweet. <laughs> "Come on then, you bagger! Come on then, you bagger! Desiccated swamp crap! <laughs> see how you like this." <laughs> Remarkably thick skin there. Can't <laughs> quite get through. My three on the dice doesn't help me.
1: No, no, I can see the problem.
0: Let's try my second attack. That's better. <laughs> Good stuff. That'll be interesting. Jams it through and Nettle Spike surges with energy as the undead bane goes off. Yep. Uh, and once again. This does not pierce through as fully as you might expect.
1: Okay, so that's good to know, because trying getting out the lance was going to be the pain. The lance doesn't do any good, either. They're yeah, piercing, isn't piercing okay. is not key?
0: its definitely starting to fall apart from the amount of wounds that one has, sadly. Yeah. But it's not showing any pain. Yeah.
1: Okay, and that was us. Yep.
0: And then we're back to Team Bog Mummy.
1: Twenty-eight and thirty. Ow. Yep. Yep. Okay, those both hit.
0: Eighteen points, fifteen points, respectively. Ouch. Okay, so
1: thirty-three damage. So mm-hmm. six minus three. Ow. Calton felt that.
0: And then can you give me two fortitude saves?
1: Yes. yes
0: okay. uh, At least you're not paralyzed. <laughs> yep. Uh-uh.
1: 32. You're fine. And um, 19.
0: Again, you feel no particularly ill effects other than the horrible damage you're sustaining.
1: Yeah, yeah. but on the other hand, there's an argument that if they can hit that hard, they can... Um...
0: Uh, the other one wallops Corwin in the back as he turns his back on it. For 11 points of damage, minus 3... Eight. Yep. Okay. <coughs> Back to you.
1: Okay, and Kaelin will um, sheath his um, adamantine greatsword and draw out his heavy flail. Yep. Because what the hell? And then um, bash this
0: one with the heavy flail. Yep. Uh, he
1: gets to re roll that one.
0: You're enjoying that, aren't you?
1: It's been damn handy. I've rolled a lot of ones this session. I haven't missed one of them. Alright, Um, that's a 28, assuming they are not magical beasts, which I feel fairly safe. I'm sure. No,
0: you think, you think they might be undead.
1: Yeah.
0: Corwin's knowledge religion check has told him that they're undead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you waffle it. Yeah. Uh, what was the damage?
1: Uh, I haven't rolled it yet. Um so... Uh... That is um, ten points of damage.
0: Okay, and once again,
1: there, not surmounting their D R. Yep. Okay.
0: Swamp water, black oozy swamp water comes out from some of the wounds.
1: And I will cleave with. I will cleave this fella.
0: Yep. All right.
1: Um, so that is. got flank, so even though that's a minus to it, still, um, oh no, I haven't got flank on that one. Uh, That's 20 to hit the second one.
0: Yep. You do in fact hit him, just pushing through that hard armoured skin.
1: Cool. And I deal another 10 points of damage.
0: Which is again reduced.
1: Yep. And then um, for my second attack, yep, I will switch the flail <coughs> to Gatekeeper. Yep, as I have now failed with all my readily accessible weapons to yep. mount their DR, so I'm just going to go with the biggest thing I got. Yep, um, and then I will um, hit this one with Gatekeeper, which of course is the um, this is the just straight attack. I can't cleave again. Yep. All right, so that's a twenty-eight to hit. Yep. And then uh, twenty two
0: damage. That is number one, wasn't it? This fella. Yep, yep. A badly yeah. injured one. Yeah. That is starting to fall apart. Yeah. Water seems to be oozing from several of the wounds you've dealt. And yeah. it's started it looks like it's starting to deflate slightly.
1: Yeah. Not coincidentally, it's also the one standing between me and Corwin, and if, say, someone might like to... Heal, I might need some healing at some point in this place. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's Team Corwin. All uh,
0: right. Oh. Corwin looks nail by Huh. Harder than that looks, really. Aye. All right, then. We'll do it the hard way. Why don't you feel a bit of the lady's grass? Steps up towards it. Uh, rolls a concentration jet to cast defensively, which unsurprisingly he makes with ease, and then he will cast Cure Moderate Wounds on it.
1: Ah, sweet! That's the other solution for healing spells. You've got to make a touch attack to which hit it.
0: He does with with ease. Yeah. It is incredibly slow yeah. and doesn't move out of the way at all. Gets a will save half damage here, which it will make and still die anyway. Yep. <laughs> so as Corwin touches it, Farasma's healing touch sears all over it, and the thing just kind of falls apart. It goes and turns into muck and bog and water and squelches into the muck and disappears altogether.
1: Sweet. One down.
0: Okay, and that is that was a cool one.
1: Yes, so remaining two mummies. Uh Presumably this one lurches forward. It does.
0: Uh Bink, Bink. They beat on you in ineffectually. Sweet. And ineffectually.
1: Okay. And Kill Will turn to his remaining mummy friend <coughs> and Power Attack it. By all um, five points of damage. Yep. All right. So... is twenty nine. Yep, you hit it with these. And uh, I deal thirty three points of damage.
0: Nice. So you smash into the thing hard at this point. Yeah. Just relying on brute force to push yeah. through. Again, it deflects some of this blow off on its leathery, jerky skin. Yeah. But does stagger back at the force of this.
1: And then the second one is much more likely to miss, but if it hits we'll also do a shit turn, and that was a very nice roll. So nineteen plus twelve <coughs> minus Twenty
0: six to
1: hit.
0: Yep. And that's we're all dropped in which is just enough as you cleave its legs out from under it, and it truly collapses into the bog. So, gosh. <laughs> so right, that's the one. Steps away from it now. I'm sure you've got a fascinating backstory as to how you came to be in this swamp and why you served Gairona. But frankly, my lady doesn't care. She knows your time's well up and you should have moved on to the next life. Let me give you a wee hand along the way. Let me, how would you say it, light the way. Boom. Searing light. Sweet. Doesn't need to concentrate for this. Hits its touch AC without blinking. Yep. Yeah. Risingly. Searing light does not grant a will save. And does it 28 points of damage, which all go through? So
1: it. It is surviving mummies.
0: will endeavor to get around Corwin, provoking problem to come and beat on you. Yep. Which it can do fine, but it does provoke. Yep. And Corwin pokes Spike into it, but doesn't pierce it.
1: Yep.
0: And then it beats <laughs> on you for 26. No, sorry, 30.
1: Yep. Oh. And it hits me.
0: I have 18 more points of damage.
1: Yep. Out. Ow.
0: And then roll another and save versus mummy rot. Uh, you're fine. Yeah. You, you were rolling like threes before. Yeah.
1: You were fine. Yeah. I'm just not certain if I was fine. Yeah. You, you didn't say, and you're fine. You said, and nothing appears to happen, which exactly. was dise- disease incubation isn't a comforting prospect. <laughs> Okay, and I take a bunch more damage. Yep, and you're up. Yep, and then I turn on the last money and power attack for five points of damage. Rock, rock. Okay, however, that is a poor...
0: 20 is what you're aiming for.
1: And hit anyway. Yep. Alright. And then... 28 points of
0: damage. Uh, Splash. Down it goes from the searing light that Korn has dealt it, and these three creatures collapse into the swamp and seem to go down, and when you poke around a little at your feet, you will find three very old, very heavily desiccated looking bodies that show no signs of anything unusual happening to them. They just look like three guys who have fallen into the swamp and died. Yeah. They don't look like mummies anymore. Yeah. And the bog mummies are defeated. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. All good.
1: So when, where in the hex do I encounter the mummies? Uh, at
0: the end of that you... Ah, uh, uh...
1: yes, that's right. Don't the bog mummies. <coughs> It's just nice for flavour to um, remember what happened. Yeah, I mean.
0: you, you literally come out by the end of the river, and then they emerge under you. Sweet. Uh, and your horses stop panicking... Yeah. ...as the last of these things fall, and that chill in the air and that sense of wrongness about the place just seems to fade. Sweet. Little birds start,
1: in little little birds start twittering in the trees after a few minutes. Little birds start in the trees after a few
0: minutes. Sweet. All
1: right, and we will continue to poke around and see if there's anything else worth finding.
0: Yep, you find the other piece of river moving through the bottom that I've drawn in. Yep. And you explore the hex.
1: Sweet.
0: You believe, now having cleared out the terror of the bog mummies, um, that a threat on your nation's border has been removed.
1: Yes. You
0: can gain your reward if you so choose. It's on your kingdom sheet. Uh, Or I can give it to you later.
1: Ah, uh, yes, I would like to gain my reward.
0: Your nation's stability increases by one.
1: Sweet. <coughs> that's an extremely good deal. Right, so that would be an advanced bonus to stability. That's a plus ten. resolve the problems that is not fixing that um, we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright. And um, at that point with only a few um, days of Gosrum, um I think we will actually just try for one more hex yep. and um, explore G9. G9. Uh,
0: this is forest. The bog runs out. And returns to that forest.
1: Does the river just keep flowing straight through the bottom?
0: Uh No. Yeah, the river flows across, but it doesn't change between the hexes. Okay. As in, it doesn't go into that forest hex. Ah, right, I see. It just peters out. It peters you. out right at the edge of the hex.
1: Sweet. Okay. So, is there anything interesting in this forest? There okay. is not. Kay.
0: Trees, birds... We will finish by exploring. Ancient portals to the first world.
1: Yep, we'll finish by exploring one forest hex, and nearly all of our uh, water with Drelliv has now been explored. Yep. And then Kaelin and Corwin head home. Cool, cool. And call it there.
0: Okay. End session there. Yep. End session there. End
1: session there.
0: Okay, so Kaelin and Corwin return home to discover that everything is fine. Done, <laughs> Dun, dun. dun, dun. dun. <laughs>
1: Well, they can't all be. <laughs>
0: when ta- when Kalen wakes up, he just says that he doesn't have mummy rot. Yeah. Dun dun dun. <laughs>